Last time on Camp 5E. Hal, it's your turn. I need a death saving throw from you. Uh, Maddie, that's a natural one. I'm gonna yell at him. That was so incredibly irresponsible, you fucking idiots. Did you have anything to do with that? You see that Chloe says, no, we didn't have anything to do with that. Okay, I got an insight check, Kurt. I don't trust her. This is your DM Maddie here to give you a quick heads up before we jump into the action that this is a heavy episode. Indeed, you might have already guessed that from the title. We at the table want to let everyone know that while we as players are 100% on board with the things that are happening in the story and the choices that characters are making, how the characters themselves are feeling is another matter entirely. We're all very close friends IRL, and just because we antagonize each other every other week doesn't mean we don't love and care about one another. Because at the end of the day, we're telling a story together. With that being said, I want to give some specific warnings that this episode will contain PCs arguing, yelling, some discussion of PC mental health, and indeed, towards the end of the episode, there will be some tearful goodbyes. If for whatever reason you need to skip this episode for your own health and well-being, there will be a TLDR at the beginning of the next episode to get you caught up. Finally, I want to let you know that if you're struggling with your mental health, you are not alone. And we'll be posting some resources over on our Instagram page over the next week or so, so please check those out. So, without any further ado, let's jump back into the woods of Judson Island and see just what our counselors are up to. break and then we're off uh we're off to uh jury duty <laughs> awesome. you guys take a short rest eventually uh, Brad... you yes you guys wake <laughs> up um i do during i check before they wake up or rather i'll probably be in the conversation when they wake up um i'm looking around for stuff that says d rodriguez on it yeah make an investigation check with advantage Oh my god, a three and a five. I have rolled above a ten few times this session. One was for an extra. Um, but that's a plus eight, so thirteen. You go in after Donovan. You think that most of the things that uh, you would have picked up might have already been swiped by Donovan. 
Uh, you go in, you uh, poke around a little bit. You see that all of Peter's stuff is lying on the ground in a pile. Chloe has a bag in there as well. There is a trunk at the foot of the bed that has been opened. It's this kind of retro communication station. There's an entire table that is just a radio and communications equipment. There's a cot in the corner. That's pretty much all you see. You don't see anything else uh, to swipe. I realize as you were describing that, that you guys probably already described that when Donovan went in, and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I walk back out. Perfect. Uh, Brad? Can I have woken up before he walks out? It's a minute, right? Yeah. I probably uh, sure. Around. Um, I'm going to stand up. Okay. And I'll say to Peter, you and I are going to talk about this later. And then I would like to walk into the comm station and I want to close the door. <laughs> All right. Uh, you stand up. Peter is like still kind of sitting on the ground. Uh, you see that he starts to stand up and you walk into the comm station, paying no heed to whatever he was about to say and close the door. Um, hey, Brad. Sorry that you were in my uh, sleep circle. <laughs> I would like to um, be picking up and sort of n- nicely piling Peter's stuff while we have this conversation. Um, you see it on the ground and you start to kind of pick it up. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I, I want to... To uh, remind you, there is a box of condoms uh, in the pile of his thing. I I know that. I knew ex- I know exactly what was happening here. I've known the whole summer what's going on here, and it. I'm I am very sad about it. I would like to pile up his stuff nicely, but I. How? Yeah. I'm a paladin. And as part of becoming a paladin, it's something that as like, you know, I I took an oath. Um and my oath is to um just to try to be generally nice to people, but specifically it's to be loyal to the people that are on my team and to be loyal to the people that uh, are loyal to me. Um, and just uh, like to be loyal to my friends. And it is the past, what, 15 minutes are, are making me fully question my oath as a whole. I have... I have I Peter is included in my oath. You are now included in my oath, and his actions all summer have been gently leading up to this. His actions just now, fully, I'm I'm questioning, and then sort of yours also, my dude. It is. I don't I don't know what to do. I, the fact that you. Are are actively 
antagonistic towards this other person that I have an oath to and a, and a loyalty to. Um, and the fact that uh, he is antagonistic now very clearly towards both you and I. Um, and then the fact that you did magic, uh, first of all, sort of cast aggressive magic on another person. In To be fair, he was going to punch you. I kind of want to punch you. Pretty bad, actually. But I'm working through that. And But the only reason he was going to punch you is because you, you kept poking him. And I just, I, I'm going to be really honest. I'm, I'm, this whole evening has now made me very sad and I don't know what to do. And I don't think we should go to Pixie Court because you might die. And I don't think we can leave Peter alone. And we just fought, apparently, a fake Banshee. And I used all my spite slots on that. I am, I'm tapped, baby. I gotta, we got, we have to eat breakfast in seven hours. We gotta get some work. We gotta get some sleep. Brad. And I just, it's just a lot. All right. And I need you, I just to not be a dick. Brad. Thank you. Um, but you and I are very different people. Uh, you took an oath to protect your team or whatever, and I'm in that now, I guess. Look, I was raised by two celebrity adventurers who literally killed one of their previous wizard assistants. I don't care who's in your team, Brad. I'm 14 and I'm brilliant. I'm going to become a famous adventurer. Or my father will probably kill me. So I don't care about your oath, Brad. I'm sorry you're having a hard time at summer camp. You might be here to be a good camp counselor, but I'm here to never come back to this island again because I'm not a kid that goes to summer camp. That's not my destiny, Brad. I'm going to tour on the coasts being a great rage hammer wizard. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Hell. You are not going to be shit. You're an annoying, difficult to be around, 14-year-old incel. I don't respect you. I think you should not be at this camp anyways. You should not be a counselor. I am done. And I walk away. I leave. I open the door and I leave. I walk. Um, back to camp. I first, I walk back out to Donovan and uh, Chloe and Peter. Um, and I say, uh, Donovan, um, I would really love to go for a run in the morning. Um, All right. Yeah. But I, I can't, I don't think we should go to fairy court. I don't think you guys should go into the woods. Um, I'm going to go back to camp. Uh, Peter and Chloe, if you want to come with, that's fine. Otherwise, I'll just walk back by myself. 
I'm going to assume my passive insight, I can tell that he's up to that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say probably. Yeah, no, exactly. So I'll, I'll let him, I'll, I'll say, okay, and let, let him go. Um, yeah. And you're walking, you're walking back alone or sorry, I talked over you. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll walk. I, I'm just going to start walking. If other people choose to walk after me, that's fine. Um, cool. But I'm going to go back to my uh, cabin. And I'm going to check and make sure everything's okay. And I'm going to go to bed. Okay. You see, you start to walk away at about half. You're a little bit away from the clearing. And Chloe catches up with you and starts to walk with you. Uh, and you guys walk in silence back to the campgrounds. You get to your cabin. Raven's there. Hey, dude, what's up? Everything chill? Uh, I'm... Thanks for watching the uh, the campers. I'm back now. Um, okay. Uh, I can, I can sort. I'm I'm just right next door. I can watch the other guys also. Uh, I can watch Cabin Seventeen. Um, cool, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, feel free. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'll take both walkie talkies. Um, okay. Hands them to you. I, I think I'm hoping we're gonna go for a run in the morning. I'd love to uh, to see you there. Cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, I might need to catch a little bit extra sleep, but yeah, seven twelve seven. Seven twelve seven. Awesome, thanks, dude. Uh, Chloe, thank you for walking back with me. Um, I will. See you. She kind of nods. She pats you uh, on the shoulder a little bit. I will see you in the morning. <sighs> Good night, Brad. Good night, Super. Chloe. Uh, nice to I'm gonna. I'll real quick go tell the cabin seventeen kids that. Whoever they clearly have a power structure, so I'll talk to their <laughs> commanding officer. Excellent. And tell them that I, I have the walkie-talkie. I'm next door. Cool. Um, you check in. They're doing fine. They're mostly asleep. Yeah. And I go to bed. Awesome. Okay. Then you go to bed. Back in the clearing, only a little bit after Brad and Chloe start to walk back, Peter stands up without a word collects his belongings and starts to walk back as well. Yeah, does he look okay? Like, he has two hit points, right? Is he gonna... Can I do an insight check to see if he's gonna make it? Does that make sense? Sure, you can make an insight check. Okay. I'm writing this insight since I'm good at him. Uh, a 12. What's it look like? Uh, a 12? He's not doing well. Two hit points isn't a whole lot. But you get the sense that he probably wouldn't be very accepting of any offers of assistance you had yeah. to give at the moment. As long as he isn't like actively bleeding out, that's that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, no, you think that he'll he'll probably be okay. Yeah, all right, I'll keep wrapping up my arms. I walk up to <laughs> Donovan. I say, um, Donovan, I have two questions for you. Yeah, yeah, I got you, kid. What's up? One, what is an incel? I, an incel is a, um, I, it stands for involuntary celibate. It's like, uh, essentially it's a thing. It's, uh, why do you ask? Hold up. Um, <laughs> um, well, that leads into my second question. You're a very successful, powerful person. Someone that I want to be like when I get older. Were you able to like have friends as you kind of went about adventuring and becoming strong? Well, 
personally personally no i i didn't didn't have many friends but that doesn't mean you can't i'll sort of look to him and put a like hand on his shoulder and just say you know it's different event everyone's path is different mine involved a lot of experimentation by former soviet science yeah you had tentacles coming out of your arms we should talk about that at some point yeah no it's uh yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. I, and you know, sort of like, um, touch my arms and be like, I can't, I can't do it for very long. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's the Cold War, kid. Crazy shit. Well, I upset Brad. Um, he called me an incel. That's why I asked. Oh, okay. No, I'm putting it together. I, yeah. Look, give him some space. He'll, he'll turn around. He's a, I don't know about that. I, I think him. Yeah, he's an athlete, though. He can compartmentalize. Like, I, I believe in him. Like, at least you guys you guys will be able to work together. I wouldn't, like, I know if I was in your position, my biggest fear would be him, you know, stabbing me in the middle of the night, and he, he won't do that. He, he might be sort of standoffish for a little bit. No, that's true. That's kind of his whole thing. He aggressively won't do that. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Are we going to Pixie Court? And at this point, I kind of lift open my pouch to make sure that Cobweb survived my collapsing and everything. Did Cobweb take all of those concepts? Yeah, do it. <laughs> Cobweb. You open up your bag, and Cobweb is not inside. Oh my god! You could have killed Cobweb, and we would have not known because yeah, um, Cobweb's not inside. Fuck. Oh, Donovan, we have a problem. Yeah, I'll look in there and say, you know, I figured he'd probably try to run. We'll find him later. I think kid will will take this as a loss. You have some, and I'll give him Peter's bag. Be like, kid, you have some reading to do. And in it, there's a like <laughs> Peter's backpack, which you may recognize, um, as a whole bunch of like files and pieces of paper, um, as well as a journal, and then a Polaroid camera, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be like, it's all in code, kid. So I'm not bright enough to do it, but I believe in you. All right. Um, let's get back to the cabin. I will create a small light in yeah. some corner. And let's give, this. Uh, I'm not going to much sleep anyway. Yeah, let's give Brad and Peter another hour or so. Just chill here. Yeah. Make sure they get, they, they aren't, they aren't running, so. Yeah, no, so I, yeah, I think then I immediately get started. We've probably gone to the comm center to get a little warmer, um, and I start rummaging through and reading these journals and all that. Awesome. What we can do now is include this in what will uh, happen next, which is a little bit of downtime. Uh, so start thinking about what you would like to do with this. Every time we stay up late, we get downtime, so we never experience exhaustion, which is so far been very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a number of things. There is a very old journal, which you find. There is a bundle of notes and letters that appear to be in some type of code, as well as a Polaroid camera. Uh, and there is also this weird drum thing that Donovan is carrying that has uh, some runes inscribed on the surface of it. Oh, yeah. I suppose I'd give that to him, too. I didn't outright say that, but no, oh, that makes right. sense. He's a magic guy. No, no, I would. I would do that. I just forgot I had it. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. 
Uh, what would you like to look at first? Okay. Um, I think I spend an hour, or actually, no, I think I spend like 10 minutes or 11 minutes, rather, um, to identify the drone. Awesome. You cast Identify. This is a lot, so I'm not going to do the Identify voice. Um, <laughs> sorry about it. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll record I'll it separately post. and put it here in post. But this drum is not a drum. It is what is referred to as an LRAD, a long-range acoustic device. Uh, it is a military piece of equipment. It functions as an output, a speaker system for high-frequency sound waves in so much that uh, they can potentially damage a person. The sound is so strong. And they've also been known to cause psychological effects as well as some other minor physical effects. On the surface of this uh, drum, on one side there is an etching of a series of runes encircling it. On the other side there is a spray-painted logo of a laughing fox. You cast Identify on it and discover that this is indeed some type of magical, a combination of uh, mostly conjuration magic. You get the sense that the creature that you encountered, uh, the creature that took on the form of Jenna Millsberger, was conjured by this Elred. And specifically the whale, the noise that she made that was causing you damage was coming from this device and is is what hurt you all. So you get the sense that you did not encounter a natural being. That thing was conjured somehow, which also I think is something in the back of your mind how, uh, and I think in the back of Donovan's as well, means that in order to conjure this image, it's simply a matter of arcane programming, if you will. Jenna Milsberger may not necessarily be dead. So you discover okay. that this is the source of the, the creature that you just fought. Powerful conjuration magic. Uh, as well as a little bit of abjuration as well. Can he discern what, like, what the trigger is, quote-unquote? Like, were we in a certain range of it? Why did it come when it did? Does that yeah, make sense? yeah, yeah. You get the sense that looking around a little bit in this clearing, you get the sense that this thing had not been active prior to the bonfire. The reason you didn't encounter it previously is because it wasn't plugged in. It hadn't okay. been activated. So someone set this up after the fire. And it doesn't look like it was fair. Yes. Although it could have been no. Um, okay, then I'll spend, if we're waiting an hour, I'll spend my last 50 minutes looking through that old journal. You crack open this journal. It is also in uh, various codes. There's a, uh, a quite a lot of body text that it looks to be a similar code that is in some of those letters. Uh, but there are entire strings, passages that are in various different code styles. Uh, so you think that you're going to have to, uh, I will say mechanically, you're going to have to pair an arcana check or an intelligence check with a long rest in order to attempt to break this code. Okay. Um, Go ahead and just make an investigation check really quick while you're looking through this book, though. Nice. That's an 11 plus 8. 19. A 19? Yeah. Flipping through it, 
it's not in the best of shape. Uh, there's kind of some coffee stains and stuff like that. It's fairly old, but it's been preserved for the most part. The last page has been ripped out. Someone ripped out the very last page of this notebook. Okay. And then I have a Polaroid camera. Do I have any Polaroids? And is it like an old-ass Polaroid camera? It is a old-school Polaroid camera. There appear to be a couple of Polaroids in the chamber. Uh, you don't know if they're any good or not. There's only one way to find out. Huh. But no loose Polaroids? Mm -mm. I say, hey, Donovan, and I hold up the camera and take a picture of him. <laughs> you take a picture, uh, the flash goes off, and a little bit distorted because of the age, so there's a little bit of warping in the background, uh, you see a picture of Donovan, and in the very, very background of that picture, standing next to a tree, kind of off behind him, is Daryl. Daryl? Daryl Rodriguez? Daryl Rodriguez. Okay. Did I know his first name? I think so. It, I think you knew that it, we definitely knew D Rodriguez. Yeah, we knew D Rodriguez for sure. I look. His name is Daryl. Donovan, it's you. That's D Rodriguez. And I look in real life. Is he there? You do not see him standing there in real life? No. I'll look at the picture and now I can finally know who the fuck he's talking about. Uh, Yeah, indeed. You see this young man, uh, thick glasses, short cropped hair, and army fatigues. Okay, and no no recollection. That's what I'm talking about. It's not like, it's my father. Dad? That's funny. Dad? Okay. Yep. And what, what year is this? 80-something? The year like that the, we are currently living in, in the game? No, the year that, the, that he's from. Can I tell from his army, like, what, or era? Yeah, you get the sense that he's a late 70s, early 80s. Okay, before my dad. <laughs> yep, all right. All right, I'm going to need some time with this code. I'll probably get it, um, not tomorrow, but the next day I'll have it, I think. Okay, yeah, no, take your time, kid. Does Peter know that we have these, or will he want them back if he sees them? Oh, these aren't Peter. Peter's stuff is, and then I point to like, because, uh, did Brad grab it? Yes, Peter did take it on his way back. Oh, oh so, but is it all in Peter's backpack? It is. Yeah. That's funny. Because Donovan stole Peter's backpack. That's very funny. All yeah. right. I needed a way to carry it, so, um, yeah. All right, kid. Let's, uh, let's mosey back over to... HQ, get a yeah. I'm sad that cobweb is gone. Hey, it'll show up again. He's, you know, we're the best. Everyone else on this island wants to literally kill him, so he'll realize pretty quick that uh, he only has two and a half friends out here. Um, he'll he'll, he'll come crying back pretty soon. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about. Donovan. Yeah. I um. Just want to let you know, um, you're on my team. Yeah, yeah, no, we're we're definitely a team. And I'll I'll again sort of pat him on the shoulder, like yeah, just all right, cool. Let's get back. Yeah, let's 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 get back. You guys walk back to camp and go to sleep. Welcome to 
a little bit of downtime to finish this episode off. So first things first, I'm going to turn it over because Dane has had a little bit more time to think about it. Uh, what's Brad doing with his downtime? Um, I think during like maybe after dinner the next day, let me let me pause you right there. And this is Maddie asking Dane a question. Mm-hmm. Is it Dane's intention for Brad to continue this adventure? I'm trying to figure that out right as we speak. Okay. Can we I have a a, a conversation that Brad would like to have and after that I think I'll have a little more info. Okay, let's run this scene. I want to, in like, you know, the evening the next day, I want to go knock on Kevin's door. All right. It is evening. Jeremy has not returned. You are flying solo uh, with your cabin today. All right. Cool, cool, cool. And you head on over in the evening. Chloe volunteers to kind of look after your campers. It's mealtime. And you head over to Kevin's door. Do you knock? Yeah. All right. The door opens. You see Kevin there. He goes, oh, hey there, there, Brad. What's up? Shouldn't you be in the the mess hall getting something to eat? Um, uh, Chloe's with my campers. Can, do you, uh, you have time to talk? Yeah, bud. Come on in. Uh, he opens his door. You see that there's, like, Footlocker that he has, uh, but that's like an old like steam trunk, like camp footlocker. Uh, and he kind of sits down and pulls out his desk chair so you can sit in the desk chair. Okay. He says, yeah, have a seat. Dude, what's up? Um. Uh, I would just. Uh, well, I guess I have. I have the my first concern that you should know right off the bat is I have not seen Jeremy in 24 hours. Um, All right, that's good to know. That's good uh, to know. Uh, I don't know if you should call somebody, um, but this uh, 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 a teenager is missing, um, and I'm worried about it. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. Totally, totally. Uh, okay. Just, just so you know, uh, Jeremy Were you is gone. Say something else. I, I was giving you a pause in the conversation um, in case you wanted to say something else. Yo, yes, and then, um, um, uh, uh, I just want your advice. Yeah. Um, I'm having some personal problems with a couple other campers. Um. And I just, I, I, uh, I don't know what to do. Um, it is, um, there, I'm, I'm worried about both of their safety, um, uh, because of sort of behavior patterns. Um, but I also just, um, we're butting heads a lot, and I. What would what should I do? 
You see, he kind of leans back and says, well, you know, having having some some disagreements with some of your fellow counselors isn't necessarily unheard of. You know, you know, I had plenty, plenty of counselors back in my day that we just we did. We did not get along. Uh, But, you know, I think you say that you care for you care about these people. When you didn't get along, what did you do? Oh, you know, well, you know, I've always had the policy of you're not going to, I'm not going to not be nice to you just because we're not getting along. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to, uh, you know, just treat you with the same respect and kindness that I treat everybody with. But, you know, sometimes the pe- the way people uh, perceive, you know, sometimes the way people perceive that friendship is different. And, and, you know, you know, there's love languages. I say there should be friendship languages, too. You know, everybody gives and receives friendship in different ways, you know. And, you know, if you just aren't on the same wavelength, then you're not on the same wavelength. I don't think we're friends. I don't. It's not a friendship issue. I'm I don't think I'm it's it's Peter and it's Hal. I, I'm not friends with either of them anymore at this point. Um. I just, I don't know how to handle the situation. I don't think either of them should be counselors. I don't think either of them should probably be here. They're putting themselves and others at risk. Um, and I, you're in charge. I don't know what to do. You see, Kevin kind of thinks for a second and says, well, tell me, tell me what's, what's been going on. What have, what have. You say that you don't think Hal and and Peter are up up for the job of you know leading their their cabins. What's what's what gave you that impression? Okay, so remember when I um was sneaking out into the woods and you caught me and I said I was just doing paladin things and then I ended up throwing up in your cabin. Um, there was a fight in the woods that night. Um, and then last night, Karen caught us trying to escape. Um, and we told her that Jeremy was missing and then she started calling and Hal did magic on Karen. Um, and then Hal and Peter, um, Hal knocked Peter out in the woods. Um, and a, 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 a sonic, sonically created banshee almost killed Hal. And then Hal refuses to, they are, they they don't take care of themselves and I'm worried they're going to hurt each other. And I'm worried uh, other counselors can get hurt. And what, I don't, what, yeah. I'm worried I'm going to, I'm going to get hurt. A kid died here. I will say, so far this summer, our mortality rates have been way lower than they usually are. But I understand the concern. I'm going to be upfront with you, Brad. We, uh, Kevin kind of puts his hands on his chest and goes, I'm in charge of a summer camp of young adventurers, including a bunch of incredibly volatile teenagers who all have incredible supernatural powers and or are gifted in some way i and i know i speak for for karen too am never going to be able to uh 
keep everybody in line, as it were. And I think maybe something, you know, I don't know if you, Brad, intend to do any adventuring when you grow up, but part of, you know, back in my day, it was a lot fast, a lot fast, real fast and loose with, with everything going on. I mean, some of the stuff that we got up to was frankly, frankly embarrassing, frankly, frankly embarrassing. But I think that your perspective right now is, is you know, you care a lot for your campers, and I appreciate that. I do. But at the end of the day, if your kind of mission doesn't align with the mission statement of camp, then we got to figure something out. You know, we're here to train young adventurers. What is that's The camp's mission statement is to train young adventurers. The camp's mission statement is to train young adventurers. That's that's camp's Jovson's job. We've always taken in, you know, gifted students who are about to become, uh, will grow up to become some of the best adventurers that we have to offer here in the Pacific Northwest. And I, I understand if, you know, that kind of fast and loose rock and roll lifestyle isn't isn't what you're about. Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, bud. What's up? Never mind. Um, okay. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah, of course, bud. You can come talk to me anytime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go back to my cabin. Alright, Brad goes back to his cabin. What's Brad thinking? I think Brad wants to go home. Yeah. 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 I think this is not for Brad. Like Karen and Kevin, no? Yeah, yeah. I have to. I mean, we don't have cell phones. Don't work, so I have to go get a a landline so that I can call my parents and tell them I'm ready to go home. Um, and that it it didn't work out. Karen radios the mainland using the emergency radio in her cabin. And they schedule a ferry to come pick you up uh, in two days. All right. Um, I'll say goodbye to Chloe and Raven and Donovan. Um, and I'm going to lie to my campers and tell them that I had a family emergency and that I have to go home. All of your campers are uh, super bummed that you're leaving. They draw like a big banner for you that says, we'll miss you, King of the Lanyards. It has a picture of Brad, stick figure picture of Brad wearing a ton of lanyards on it. 
Chloe comes up to you and says, Hey, um, I, I just want you to know that, um, I'm really sorry that everything happened between us, and, um, I'll, I'll see you, I'll see you at, at school. Yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, I'm really glad we made up. It's, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm just, okay. I'm gonna go home. Uh, I don't think this, I think this, maybe next summer we try again, but I don't think this was gonna work out. Text me when you're back, uh, on, on the mainland. I'd love to hang out. Yeah. And yeah, I'll, I'll see you at school. She hugs you, she kisses you on the cheek. You've got all your stuff packed up. Uh, you go touch base with Donovan as well? Yes. All right. Yep, I'm, I'm totally, I've been doing my own things and have definitely not been, like, engaged with specifically um, Brad, probably. Okay. Because I've just been doing other stuff because I've been looking into the things with how, because this is happening relatively quickly, I imagine. We didn't really say the timetable, but... Like, yeah, this happens the, over the next couple of days. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, you guys link up outside the mess hall uh, one afternoon. Hey, Donovan. Um, I uh, I just want to let you know I'm uh, I'm calling it quits on the summer. I'm going. I'm going back home. Um, thanks for uh, working out with me. Thanks for. Uh, uh, you know, sort of being you. Um, yeah, I'll hug. I'll hug you. I'll go in, give him a hug. Looks like it needs one. Yeah, I'll hug back. Uh, yeah, come on. I, yeah. Um, are you? Do you have to continue to be a teenager after the summer is over? Uh, I don't really know how long I'm gonna be undercover. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I was just going to say I'll, I'm going to give you my phone number and when you get back to the mainland you should text me and we'll go get lunch or something oh okay yeah no problem uh, yeah yeah just write it down um, get out like a little notepad and give it to him like yeah just write it down I'll, I'll hit you up um, here I'll put a hand on his shoulder and say I, I get it kid. I uh yeah. Don't uh well <laughs> I know I've been in your situation so I know there's no advice I can give you. I just uh here I will hit you up when this is all done and um let you know how things are. However, uh I'm assuming you haven't told uh Hal or Peter that you're leaving. Um no, if you could do that, that would be. Yeah, I got you. It, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any of your kids you want me to keep an eye on? Anything? Uh, any special oh, stuff? Uh, yes, for sure. Um, Fendon, in particular, he uh, likes books. Um, and he's, he's doing really well, but he doesn't. Uh, uh, he doesn't have a. a, a a, a class so um he's just he's holding his own but he's a little bit of an odd duck out um yeah, yeah, yeah. just keep an eye on him uh 
he sh- don't make him do jumping jacks or burpees or or do like pack runs or anything. Um, yeah, he's a he's a he is a, a full on cabin eighteen kid, not a cabin seventeen kid. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'll keep, yeah. uh, I'll keep an eye out over them. I mean, I you know, someone else will be assigned to them, but I'll make sure they treat your kids right. Awesome. Um, yeah. Anything you want me to, uh, I don't know, you uh, <clears throat> helped me out said a few times, so is there anything I can do for you out here while I'm out here, you know? Uh, just, uh, uh, no, just make sure everybody's okay. Make sure everybody stays safe. Um, yeah, I'll do that. You are the most capable adult on the island right now. As sort of by default, I'm the only adult on the island who isn't a super villain. So that um, narrows it down. But uh, yeah, I um, yeah, I'll make sure that everyone makes it home. Yeah, you and I'll um, put my hand on his shoulder, very similar to what I do to Al, and say, "You, what? What? It's like the middle of summer, right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, uh, make sure you keep your training up, kid. It's like two a days starting like two weeks. <laughs> August fourteenth, baby. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be great. Oh, thank you, Donovan. Yeah, no problem. Uh, the last person to see you off the day that you see the ferry you're walking down to the docks uh, with all your stuff and Raven runs up behind you to walk with you awesome um, and just kind of walks with you down to the docks and says hey man headed, headed out yeah um, yeah my, my ferry's gonna be here in like 15 minutes um there, uh, the 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 new counselor and I'll swap it out. Um, that means you'll be the <laughs> you'll be the first to meet the new kid. Uh, yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you. Um, you were, it was really cool to get to know you. Um, yeah, dude. I'm sorry to see you go. You came in clutch a couple times. I really appreciate it. Um, of course. Are you go? What uh, do you know? What school you're going to in the fall? Uh, no, they haven't uh, really settled all that yet. There's been a little bit of confusion, um, but uh, as soon as I find out, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, here and I, I'll, I'll, uh, I have a book. I have a book or something, and I rip out the back page and I'll put my my phone number on it. And I'll, I'll say. When you get back to when you get back to the mainland or when the summer's over, you should, um, you should text me. We'll hang out. Yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. He takes it, stuffs it in their pocket. How you feeling, dude? I'm ready to go home. I feel I feel a lot better now that I'm going home. Um, I just yeah, you know, I expected this summer to go one way, and I just it just went uh. It went wrong. And that's okay. It happens sometimes. Um, just being being back at home and, and, and sort of be, not being uh, by myself will feel better. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, 
Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Of course. They shake your hand, dap you up. As the ferry pulls into the docks, the great unicorn appears beside you, Brad, as you step onto the ferry. As the new counselor steps off, I'm going to say that that's where we should end this episode. Oh, boy. And then the next episode will begin with Hal and Donovan's downtime and meeting this new counselor. Yes, excellent. Perfect. Awesome. This has been Camp 5e. Thank you so much for listening. Big shout out to Ross Bugden for the use of the track Something Wicked in the intro and outro. Check out Ross on Twitter and Instagram at Ross Bugden, B-U-G-D-E-N. This podcast is edited by myself and stars Dane, Brian, and Sadler as our fearless camp counselors. Coming up next is episode two of The Road So Far, in which we discuss the campaign as it stands, speculate on where the story might lead, and we might just get a sneak preview of our brand new counselor. That will go live on Sunday, April 11th. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer on The Road So Far, head on over to our Instagram and send us a DM or reply to our Instagram story. Until next time, thank you again for listening and stay safe out there, campers.